lives are saved, relationships are restored, depression is killed, it is destroyed. Oh, hallelujah, 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 I'm forever at your feet, whatever you want me to do to you. Wherever you need me to go, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to say, if you tell me to hop, I hop. If you tell me to run, I run. I'm forever at your feet. I'll be your right here. No one can ever come in between, because it's you and me. Everybody sing to the person who came in defeated. It's broken. It's broken. He's come to heal. He's come to restore So serene. To him, everything just here to him. We hold in love, we hold in love, we hold in love. Neither be thy envious against the workers of the 
for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thy well in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noon day. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices device to pass. Cat cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Praise God. Hallelujah. So in other words, love your neighbor. Praise God. Love your neighbors. Praise God. God has been good. God is awesome. Praise the Lord. Praise Hallelujah. the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And we sure rejoice and be glad. Praise God. Every day is a new day. We got to thank God that you're here, that you can bring forth praises unto God and show his glory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, automatically start. Check the bottle. That was an awesome praise. That was awesome scripture that was just read. And everything lines up. God is awesome when he has things set in place. Nothing could deter it. Amen. And and we just have to we just have to be obedient to do things according to his will, not our will. You know, Pastor Bruce was just talking mm -hmm. about in that scripture, how we can get caught up in looking at what other people have and become envious and become jealous and wonder why them and not me. And this what God is doing in our own lives. You know, and um, it, it's so important for us to be conscious of that and recognize what God is doing for us. Because if we're not thankful and, 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 and obedient to what he's already given us. He can't give us any more. Amen? We don't give our children more if they're not taking care of being responsible for what we already gave them. And that's the same thing with God. See, the enemy tricks you into believing that if you follow his ways, he can give you those things. So, And that's why it's so important for us to be conscious and not worry about what someone else has. Just right. worry about what God has given us. Right. Because what he has for us is for us. We just got to do our part and walk in it. Amen? Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to come before you today. To worship you as the, as the praise singer said today. To worship you, to honor you, to give you the glory, to give you the thanks. For without you, we wouldn't be here. Father God, we are nothing without you. And as I come before these your people to give the word, Father God, 
I ask that you make my mouth this clay, Father God. Let nothing be of me and everything be of you, Father God. And I thank you right now. I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your honor. I thank you for your praise, Father God. Let it be upon these people in this house, Father God. Those out watching via the TV, we ask that you cover them, Father God. Keep them, Father God. Let nothing fall to the ground and just spoke to God. We thank you. We give you honor. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Let the house say amen. 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 As Pastor Bruce said, on behalf of Dr. Wayne, First Lady, Send our love and we pray that they are resting in him. Um, we just got news today that our first lady she will be coming home. She wasn't feeling well, she was in the hospital. And so Amen. The good news is she's coming home. Amen. Shiva Woman. So the things that were trying to hinder her has been subsided, and God is doing his work in her. She's on, she's on the healing man. Amen. Praise God. Sometimes we get caught up. And I was talking to someone the other day about how things continue to happen to them. And it gave me a revelation that sometimes things are happening to us. We find it continuing to happen. We think that things are not moving. But what I've come to realize is that when the enemy, those things start coming up against us, that means we're on the right track. And the enemy wants to stop us in our tracks. And, 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 and what happens is sometimes we feel it's the same thing over again. And yes, it is, because the enemy don't have no new tactics. He attacks us in those areas that he, he believes we're weak in. And what God wants us to do is to be overcomers in those areas. So when those attacks come, they don't have the same effect that it did in the beginning. Because the same way he got us out of it before, he's going to continue to show us how to get out of it. And so we gotta we gotta put on that armor, we gotta put up that, that shield to, to, to block those fiery darts. Yeah. He said it won't stop coming. He said they're gonna come. That's right. But that shield of faith will prevent them from penetrating you. See, before they was able to put penetrate you and cause you to stumble and cause you to fall and, and keep you from moving forward. But now you got that faith because he already showed you how to defend yourself. So now you're able to put that shield up and walk boldly, knowing that this too shall pass. It's not going to have the same effect that it used to have. Amen? And that's what I'm here to talk to you about. The title of our message today is We Are Unfinished Product. Say that we again. We are unfinished product, man. And I don't care where you're at in your life. Bring it back. How did you get No matter what your age is, what your status is, what your position is, your relationship, your walk with God, your marriage, no matter what, we are unfinished products. And that's something we should be happy about. I woke up the other day yesterday to be exact. And 
I was I was in the process of putting my words together. Let's see. And I, I grabbed uh, I got daily words and I grabbed it. And it said this card it said You are always under construction. God is continually working on you. Praise the Lord. That's kind of cool when you think about it. Eh? Yeah, it is. He never it stops working to help you be better. God, yeah, God, he I need never it. stops working to help you be better. And that's the key. You know, Pastor Bruce said that. Love your neighbors. And sometimes loving your neighbor could be hard. It can be hard because that can be an ignorant person who don't know better. Say it again. But it's our job to be better. Amen. To be better than them. Don't become what we despise. Because it's easy to respond the same way they respond. To act like they don't exist. But is that the love of Christ? Is that kingdom? No, that's not. So God wants us to be better. And sometimes we can't be better in ourselves because we don't know God. But with him, all things are possible. I gotta get out. That's why we are on I gotta call a fake night. That's why it's important for us to stay on the screen, but it's coming up as a... To, to recognize that where we are now is not the end. No, he it's says just to add it as a smart media. We got so much more to learn to grow in him. And it, it's not about age. It's not about to, your he condition, to your situation. Smart That's the world. Smart. The world tells you based yeah. off of where you come from not and all these other things. Your age, you can't do this. We need to go out the Bible. That's contrary to what the world says. So we got to step outside. We in this world, but we're not of this world. We got to remember that. Christ came to preach the kingdom. He came to preach the kingdom. We are kingdom citizens, and we have to walk in that light. And that's not as the world. And that's why we have to be different. Amen? Go back to him. Here, if you think about the top 500 Fortune 500 companies, they are always improving their lives. Always. Always. This is the same with God. Those companies that fail is not because they don't have a good product, but because they have no vision to improve the product. Y'all remember, some of y'all may remember, the set of tapes. Damn. <laughs> Eight tracks. Eight tracks. Real to real. Yeah, I don't know this one. This one still. Real to real. real. You know, those things are maybe when we said it. I know more. And some of those companies that didn't advance themselves, Kodak. Kodak was one of the biggest companies as far as films was concerned, but they didn't advance, and now you don't even see cameras too much no more. You see your phones. Because they didn't see the vision in it. 
They didn't see the future. I can remember Amazon when they came out and said, oh, we're going to start this here. People are going to start buying online. Nobody believed it. Now, one of the biggest companies in the world. So, just imagine our God who gave them their vision. His vision is so much bigger for each and every one of us. And this is what I want to remind you and let you know, people out there, that you are unfinished product. So regardless of where you're at, what your situation is, God is still working on you. But the thing is, you have to make yourself available. And this is where we have an issue. We don't make ourselves available. We take on what the world says about us. That we're not good enough. God can't use you. Your past, what you've done, where you're at. We was coming in today, me and my wife, and we was listening to Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe was talking. He was saying, you think about Christ. He was friends with the prostitute. He was friends with, with all the people that the world, that religious people, said they weren't good enough. See, but they didn't know they weren't a finished product. But God knows. And I want you to know that you are not a finished product. But you have to make yourself available just like they made themselves available to Christ. They became friends of Christ. They wanted and they believed in what Christ said about them. And that they were a part of the kingdom and God had a vision and a plan for their lives. If I believed what the world said about me, I wouldn't be here today. They said I wasn't good enough. My history, my past, what I've done would put me in a position to do what I'm doing here today. But God, but God, he gave me that opportunity and I made myself available to him. Yes, I'm not perfect. None of us is. None of us are. We are a work in progress. And that's why it's so important for us to have those relationships that love in our heart for his people. Amen. Amen. Because people will fail us. Some of the most trusted people, people we love, they will fail us, they will disappoint us. But God will never do that. And that's the one who we got to trust. That's the one who we got to be committed to. And as we trust and be committed to him, even the ones who fail us, Okay. We'll, so, we'll be able to forgive do that? And they will see us still prevailing in spite of. I look at my life mm-hmm. right now. It's nothing because mm-hmm. of me. It's only because of him. Because I'm nothing without him. In myself, I fail over and over again. But with him, I found success. Mm-hmm. But the success mm-hmm. was not for me, family. It's for me to be here to even share the good news of him to you. To let you know that just as he used me, he can use you. 
So in spite of what you may have gone through, what you may be going so through now, be on the God has a plan and a purpose for your life. For the Lord, there's a word. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 1, verse 3. And we're going to, well, let's go. Let me do not verse 3, verse 5. Okay. So it wants you on live stream. It should Sorry, be able bro. to. And it says, over. and I'm coming out of the amplifier. We don't have to amplify here, so. Still the full screen. Okay. I know we're in the middle of the service, so I'll just give you a call back. So it says here, into it. the word reads, and, um, go I thank my God for your fellowship, your sympathetic cooperation and contribution and partnership in advancing the good news, the gospel, from the first day you heard it until now. Okay. Amen. And I am convinced and sure, this is Paul speaking, of this very thing that we who began a good work, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ. Right up until the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion so in you. So I know we got background, so what's going on during the week to, to get that? We are unfinished product. You think about it. Look who God used to give this word. Paul, a killer mm -hmm. of God's people. Got it, okay. I appreciate it. Thank the you. least of those who you would have voted for. Me too, thank you, brother. But God had a plan. He had a purpose for his life, for our sin. So you just have no idea how your life could affect someone else's. Now listen. So if you're not in a position that God has appointed you to, there's lives that could be affected by your indecisiveness. By you not trusting and following him. Thing, I tell you, I'm not here because of me. I'm here because of him. This is it's on this program. We got to figure out how to get that removed. I'm here to share the good news of what God can do. Not just in my life, but in your life. And this is what Paul is reminding us. And this is a man. He's speaking to him from prison. It's just a three seconds. He needs to be finished. But here he's giving out the good news of the gospel. You know why? Because the peace of God is with him. See, he may be in prison, but he got peace. And that's what God wants you to understand. Regardless of what your situation is, if you got him, you can have that peace. You can have that joy. You can have that, that certainty that this too shall pass. This too shall pass. It looks good though. Mm -hmm. God has a purpose for our lives, and the enemy is see out to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants he want you to be beat down, broken of where you're at. But he but God wants us to be like Paul. He wants he wants us to God to be the source of his joy, his peace, his conquering spirit, and his heart for ministry. 
That's what God wants us to have in our heart. When we have that relationship with him, that in spite of what situation we may be in, that we can have that peace, that joy. And don't get me wrong, family. I fell. Let me be transparent. Yeah, like we had some more trees. So the ones we love. Not cause we and I have to repent three quarters of the way. Because I have to learn to carry that same joy that I put out to the world in my family. Even when it hurts, because see, the enemy, this job, we've been doing family foundation, Pastor Bruce, he's been leading that area, and it's been a blessing, because the family is the first foundation that God and the enemy, from the beginning, has been out to destroy that foundation. So, where are you going to attack you at? In the family. In your house. In your house where he can create division. I know that's right. That's his job. I know and that's right. Take the littlest thing. Say that again. And make it big. Say it again. Because he know our weakness. He know our vulnerability. He don't have no new tactics. It's nothing new. See, but what God wants us to do, he wants us to put that shield of faith on. Yeah. He wants us to know that, that in spite of what the enemy tries to throw at us, that he has us covered. That we have to trust him. Yeah. Not, not man, not your husband, not your wife, not your children. Trust God. Trust him. If Adam trusted God, he wouldn't have ate that apple. If Eve trusted God, she wouldn't have ate that apple. See, but the enemy is so conniving, so conniving that he he will use the littlest thing and the subtlest to make it big. It's, we take it as little, but it's nothing gonna happen. It's just, and it grows up. Yeah, he does. Charge it. It goes up. And now something that was so minor that really don't have no significance turned into chaos. And, and we're living it right now. We're living in the world of sin because that one bite. One bite. One bite. And we lost that relationship, that walk with God. We see marriages, families fail. This is a one thing. Just one simple thing. Things blow up and become something more than yep. yep. And that's why we have to be careful and recognize that we are unfinished product. And be able to repent for our shortcomings. And do better. Work together to build, collaborate. Because he's out to steal, kill, and destroy, man. 
He, he, he wants us. He, he wants to steal your peace. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to create division. Hey, I want to read this scripture to show that the enemy has been after the family and it predates life. Let's turn to Revelations Go to 12. Yeah. And I'm going to just read that verse 12 12. Hit again. Just that first scripture. It says, Be glad, therefore be glad, exhaust, O heavens, and you that dwell in them. But woe to you on earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in his anger, fury. Because he knows that he only has a short time left. You hear that? Fury. 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 That means he is angry. He is passionate about coming after you. He is passionate about that. Let's go. Let's go to Revelations 12, verse 17. You might start at verse 17, to be exact. And if you don't have a girl, don't worry about it. It says, So then the dragon was furious, enraged at the woman, and he went away to wage war. On the remainder of her descendants, on those who obey God's commandments and who have a testimony of Jesus Christ and are here to his and bear witness to him. You are his targets, family. You are his targets. So he's tough. God is letting you know that the enemy is out for you and I. Those who bear witness of Christ, who follow his commandments. I heard Pastor Bruce talking earlier about Beyonce's song, Church Girl, and, and this other song that she. See, who's the devil? Airways. There it is. And I'm going to talk to you about some titles. We've been talking about titles of God. The enemy got some titles too. Say it again. And each of his titles have different meanings. And that's why we have to be careful. We got to know who our enemy is. You have to know. And it's not us. It's not each other, it's spirits and principalities. See, Beyonce's not an evil person. It's the spirits. When you're broken, you're beat up, you're vulnerable. We look at the world today, what's going on in these communities that's broken and beat up. What are they producing? Broken and beat up people. And then they wonder why. 
And that's why it's so important for the children of God, the people of God, to be different. We hear faith fathers, we see kids coming from all types of environments. And they come in broken. I tell you, when I first got here, I never dealt with children to the extent that I'm able to deal with children now. And you see children two and three years old with anger issues. Anger issues. And they're not born that way, but they live in an environment of yes. So they are a reflection of what they see. Wow. Experiencing. And I thank God for here at Faith Harvest, we're able to show them love, to give them love. Yeah. And sometimes it gets a little rough because these kids need a lot of love. And we get to have them eight hours out of a day to, to, to pour into them. And I thank God because I've been a witness to see some kids after pouring and pouring into them to see the change Amen. The in their lives. Amen. And that's what it's about. That's what happened to us. That's what happened to me. Amen. Someone poured into me, loved on me, multiple God. And showed me something different. Yeah. I can remember when I was away. Before I went away, I never got a hug from my mom. I can't, at least I don't remember. Mm. But when I was away, that was the way we had to communicate. Through a heart. And through words saying, I love you. Because I remember those times when those were spoken words in my household. Wow. And my household is not different than so many other households right. out there. Right. Unfortunately, that's why this family foundation, biblical principles of the family foundation are so important. We have to get back to the original foundation that God has set for the family. Yes. Because we get the family right, we get the community right, we get the community right, we get the city right, we get the city right, we get the state right, we get the state right, we get the world right. Talk about that. It starts from the beginning. Just your little clique, your little household. That's where it starts at. That's why it's so important that, that we don't allow the enemy to infiltrate your household. That's the sanctuary that God has given you, and we got to maintain it. We got to keep him out. We can't let him get any foothold. Praise the, the Lord. The scripture shows that the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy family. However, the reality is that he is a toothless foe. He's a toothless foe. He don't have no power but the power that we give him. That's right. He don't have no power. That's right. He doesn't. He didn't have no power over Eve. He didn't have no power over Adam. He only had what they gave him. And the same thing is true for you and I. 
You know, God dealt with me when I was away, and I gave all type of excuses of why I made some decisions, why I was doing some of the things I was doing. He said, you still had a choice. Amen. Choice. Choice. That's the difference between us and every other creature God created. Every other creature is obedient to God's law. But man had a choice. Same thing with the enemy. He had a choice in the heavens. He had a choice in the heavens. Let's go to scripture. And he used it in reference to the king of Babylon. You don't have the scripture. It comes from um, Isaiah 14, verse 12. And it says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you so are cut down to the ground. You who weaken the nations, for you have said in your hearts, with your life in your heart, in your heart. He said, In your heart, I will ascend into the heavens, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. On the furthest side of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Wow. Isn't man chasing, trying to be like God, trying to be the creator of new things, trying to create blood and all these different things. You see, man, they doing the same thing. Their hearts. It says, yet, listen to this, yet you shall be brought down to the lowest depths of the pit. See, so we shouldn't be worried about these other people because they're going to be brought down. They're going to be brought down. It says, those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble? Who shook kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities? Who did not open his house of the of his prisoners? All the kings of the nation, all of them sleep in glory. Everyone in his own house, but you are cast out to your grave. Like the abominable branch 
like the garments of those who are slain, thrust through with a sword, who go down in the stone to the stone of the pit, like a horse trodden underfoot. You will not be joined with them in burial, because you have destroyed your land and slain your people. The broad of evil doers shall never be named. Prepare slaughter for his children because of the iniquities of their fathers, which they rise up and possess the land and fill the face of the world with sins. Family, don't chase after the things of this world. It tells you right Jesus came to preach the kingdom. The kingdom. And this is why it's so important. We can't be religious in our actions, in the things we do. Because we'll find ourselves just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees being judgmental because they're not doing things the way we're doing it. And God called us to love, love your neighbor, love everyone. As I said, we was listening to Miles Monroe, and he's talking about God created all people. The Muslims, the Hindus, the Buddhists, all of them. They just lost, just like we were lost. And it's our job to just love on them the way Christ loved on us. Amen. In spite of. That's why it's so important. That's why we can't be tricked by the enemy. We wonder why we're going through so much trials and tribulations. Because the world is lost. It says in God we trust. What are they really trusting? Right. Unfortunately. And if we go back through history, all these great nations that succeeded and were, were big and, and ran the world. They got lost in themselves. They came big in their heart. They wanted to be like God. There's no confusion in what God says. It is man's interpretation to appease his flesh. Mm. This is why we must know that God has a plan for those who love and trust in his word. You hear in the end of the scripture, he is after those who obey God's commandment and who have a testimony of Jesus Christ and are here to and bear witness to him. We sometimes ask ourselves, why? Those who are doing wrong seem to prosper. That is because that's the trick, <laughs> the matrix. And now it's the new metaverse. Metaverse. We got to be careful. The enemy, look, God showed me this here. I tell you, it gave me a revelation. You see how the matrix, you see how the metaverse right now, you got to put on the glasses and, and you can be in these places. Uh-huh. He showed me that it could be a situation where you can put on those glasses or, or just keep, and everything around you, you can be in it and participate. Yeah. 
So if you want to be in sin and nobody has to know, you can be in it. Yeah, you can. So we think nobody knows. But he created an atmosphere where you can do whatever you wanted to do. There's no law in the metaverse. That's right. There's no law. There's no guidance, no direction. They got their own money. They got everything in the metaverse now. We have to be careful. He, yeah. is, he is playing a dangerous game, and we are falling for it. Yeah. We got to be careful. And you know who we coming out for? Our children. That's right. If I get them while they're young, when they're older, who they going to follow? That's right. My kids now, I go into the baby room sometimes, and the kids know how to mess with the phone. They know how to press the buttons and all that. They know how to look for the cartoons. They immerse. He controls the airwaves. That's it. Look, what you get in is what you're going to put out. Mm. So if your soul don't have nothing coming in, Wow. Your subconscious is going to give you nothing out. <coughs> it's only going to give what it's getting. So he want to distract us. He wanted to want us to absorb all those other and things. That is the so we have nothing to, to hold on to. That is the That's why we have to be so careful. Here, the name Satan meaning the accuser. The accuser. Let's turn to Zechariah 3 1. Here in Zechariah it says, Then the guiding angel showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan standing at Joshua's right hand. Ain't that something? Angel on one side, Satan on the other side. To be his adversary and to accuse him. That's what he is to each and every one of us. But the thing is, see, Joshua, he has someone defending him because. He got some things in. But if you don't have nothing in, all you have is the adversary accusing you. And you take on and you become everything what he said you are. And that's why it's so important for us to know who we are in spite of what our situation is, what we may be going through. Because if Joshua didn't have the Holy Spirit on the inside, that subconscious, to speak for him. He would believe everything the enemy said. Because remember, in the beginning, he didn't think he was good enough to take over for Moses. He didn't think he was capable enough. But God said, I am with you. Be strong, be courageous. Uh. And this is what he's telling each and every, I am with you. 
Those who may not know means in Latin the light bearer, the right. morning star, secondary meaning connected to the world. See, he knows the word, man. Yeah, he does. He knows the word. He was the light bearer. He bid the word of God. You know, that's where, that's where the Mormons got it all mixed up, where they try to say he's Jesus' brother and all that good stuff. See, but the word says he was created. Right. Jesus wasn't created. Right. He was begotten. See, so that kills that. But he was the morning star. He was the light bearer. So he knows the word. That's why he was able to come to Jesus in the garden and quote scripture. That's why man is able to give scripture now to try to defend what they're doing. They use God's word. Don't they? To twist it to fit their agenda. Slavery, gay marriage, all this stuff. And you got your own choice. I mean, but you can't change God's word. <laughs> this is the truth. You can't make it to fit what you want. Miles Monroe said, look, we got an interest and an exit. And that's an exit. <laughs> a man can't have a baby. That's not going to happen. See, his job is to destroy the family foundation. You read now all the time you hear it. This has been the lowest point as far as new births in the world ever before. The lowest. Now you tell me that's not a plan of the enemy. Abomination and brief desolation. That's why we have to be careful, family. Let's go to the next one. He is the accuser. He looks for you to slip up so he can point his thing at you. And he will use truth. He will slip. Look, you got all these magazines nowadays, all these Esquire magazines, all these, all these examiners. They twist the truth. They give you a little bit of truth and a whole bunch of speculation. We got news stations now that claim to be news, but they are people of opinion. They don't tell you that this is my opinion. This is how I feel, what I think. It's not factual. And this is why we're so lost, because we're taking people of opinion and making it news. We're making it facts. This is what we have with Fox News. We have many different stations. All those things. And I, I just seen something with um, one of the, uh, uh, um, Draymond Green said the real news, where people are giving the news. But it's still their opinion. 
Where's the facts? God's word is based off of truth. Right, 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 right. And the enemy's job is to distort the truth. To tell you that you're not good enough. God can't use you where you're at. You're not going to make it out of it. You're too poverty stricken. You don't have the education. You don't have the finances. You can't succeed. You're not good enough. We hear this over and over again. And unfortunately, too often we believe it. But here God said, you are beautiful and wonderful. I know that's right. And I have thoughts and plans for you. Yeah. Let's turn to Luke 4.3 through 8. That talks about the devil, the adversary, the slanderer. Here it says, then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, order these stones, order this stone to turn into a loaf of bread. And Jesus replied, It is written, Man shall not live and be sustained by or bread alone, but by every word and expression of God. Then the devil took him up to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the habitable world in a moment's time. In a moment's time. Ooh. A twinkle of eye. And he said to him, to you I will give all this power and authority and their glory, all their magnificence, excellence, preeminence, dignity, and grace. For it has been turned over to me, and I will give it to whoever I will. You wonder why these people chasing after these big contracts and all that, selling their soul, believing that if they got the finances, they got the money, they need it. And here they find misery. No peace, no joy, no comfort. And Jesus replied to him. What did you say? I was the Bible on Facebook. He said, I'm sorry. He said, therefore, it will be, it would do homage. It would do homage to to worship me just once. It shall all be yours. And Jesus replied, Get behind me, Satan. It is written, you shall do homage to and worship the Lord your God, and to him only shall you serve. He's telling you right here. Don't worship no money, don't worship no woman, don't worship no man. Don't worship nothing of this world. The only one you should be worshiping is the Lord. That's it. That's it. Honoring him, following his word, his truth. Not the world, not your wife, not your husband, not your children, not your job. I remember I worked with McDonald's Corporation. I had to wear 
cut my face off, cut my beard off. I had to be a representation of who they said I was. And sometimes you can get lost in that. Because that, they make you think that's what you need. I come from when God told me to move to ministry. I'm like, Lord, you telling me to leave this job? Just paying my bills? What am I going to do? See, I made it by God. I made, I made the substance of everything. And definitely when you, didn't, when you come from nothing and you get something, and then did God tell you to leave it? Don't worry about it. I got you. That's what a lot of us struggle at. That's why some of us haven't moved into that, that, that position that God has called us to. Because we can't see it the way God has already seen it. And it's calling us out of our comfort zone. See, I was comfortable where I was at. $70,000, $70,000 a year. Just purchased a house. I was comfortable where I was at. But I wasn't happy. I didn't have peace. I didn't have joy. Because I couldn't share my truth. I was able to share some of my truth, but I couldn't share the truth of the gospel and what God had done in my life and where I came from, what I had to go through, and why I'm where I'm at now. So I couldn't, I couldn't express everything. And then I had to be everything they wanted me to be. And this is what happens to some of us in our jobs. Because it's comfortable and it gives us a sense of comfort, but we still don't have peace and joy in what we're doing. And that's where the enemy gets us at. And that's where he tried to get Jesus with that same thing. I give you all of this. And he can't give you something that God has already said is yours. He told you this is yours. Have dominion. This belongs to us, the kingdom citizens. But what happened is we're not walking in our kingdom citizenship. That's right. We're not walking in our authority. And that's why we're missing the blessings that God has for us. I was listening to my He was saying, look, I love, he said, I, I remember, he said, in the beginning, in my young walk, I love the blessings of Abraham. Because Abraham had a lot. He had a, he had a position. He had some things. Had some land. But he said the kingdom gives me everything. Everything belongs to us. Who wants that blessing? I prefer it all than just a portion of it. Amen. And it belongs to you and I. Not for ourselves, but for the kingdom. For the kingdom. This is why it's important that if we miss the walk, that we, in our walk, that we repent and do it differently. Jesus died for this purpose. He died for this purpose. This is the purification process that we have to go through. 
And when I thought about that purification, I thought about the three Hebrew boys. You know, and see, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Everything. You know, and, and, and if you don't know the story, these young boys, Jewish boys, they were under, in captivity under Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar wanted everybody to worship him. God. He wanted everybody to worship him. Sound like the devil, right? He said, bow down and worship me. You'll be free. That's what he's trying to do with our children right now. Fall victim. Bow down. Give in. Forget God and his rules, his regulations, what he's telling you you can't do and do. Follow me and you'll be free. And we fail to realize we're free in him. That's true freedom. That's true freedom. Man can't give you what God gives you. So let's go to the scripture. Daniel 3, 14 through 18. It says, divide the king and stood firm on the word of the true king. Then Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my God or worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you uh, hear the sound of the horn, the pipes, the lyre, the tragedy, the harp, the decel, the bagpipes, and every kind of music to fall down and worship. Who's the devil? He's a worship. Worship leader, huh? Be careful what you listen to. Chief musician. Every kind of music to fall down and worship the image which I have made. Very good. Very good. You hear that? Using God's word. What he said about you? Very good. And he says, but if you do not worship, you shall be cast in, cast at once into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God who can deliver you out of my hands, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar? Is it, is, is it not necessary for us to answer you on this at, out of our, your hands, O king? But if not, he said, let it be known to you, O king. This is how we got to stand, family, when the enemy comes at us that we will not serve your gods or worship your gold, the, worship the golden image which you have set up. That's how we have to stand firm on that. We have to stand firm on that. This is the walk that Paul was talking about. The peace, the joy, that he had in spite of his circumstances, in spite of their circumstances, they were standing on what God said about them. They were standing firm on his truth and wasn't willing to bend or compromise. And that's why it's so important for us 
the work that God has created us to be, to live purposely in opposition of false doctrine and untruth to the point, even if it's death. Even if it's death. Let's go to Cain. Let's let me read that into that scripture. Because it's important for you to see and hear what happened after they made that scene. So if we turn to verse 26. No, let's turn to 25. 24. It says, verse 24, it says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king, look, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the false one, the fourth one is like the Son of God. So King Nebuchadnezzar, he knew who God was. Because he was able to recognize him in the fire. But he still was defiant. And wanted to be king like who? Satan. He wanted to be worshipped higher than him. And it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. You heard what he said? Servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came in the midst, came from the midst of the fire, and they were servants. And ministers and governors and the king's councils gathered together and they saw that these men on whose bodies the fire had no power, the heat on their heads had no sting, nor their garments affected and the smell of fire was not on them. Family, we are here now because in spite of the fire we might have had to go through in our walk with Christ, we are here walking. And those things from the past that used to hold us back is no longer holding us back no more. Those things are gone. They're lost. Only the world wants you to reflect on them, but God don't see them no more. So we got to walk and know that we are an unfinished product and he's still producing more and more in each and every one of us. So where you were is not where you're going to be. Long as we stand firm on God's word and his truth, he got a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. We can't bend to the enemy. We can't allow him to manipulate us with his conning and, and slander to be who he said we are, but be who God said we are. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to close with this. However, I want you to know that there is so much more that God is saying right now. We are going into some trying times in the world. And I'm not trying to speak gloom and gloom. 
but this is the world. However, for those who love Christ, who trust the kingdom, there is peace, joy that comes with this relationship. That gives you comfort in spite of the circumstances. And that is what I pray that you get out of today's message. And if you feel that you're being attacked, and it seems like you're fighting the same old battle, I'm here to tell you that you're not. You are going through a purification process. And the enemy wants you to give up. But I'm here to tell you that God has a plan and a place for you in the kingdom. A purpose. And I pray that you trust the process. Turn to your Bibles to a very familiar scripture. If Jesus gives clarity to the purpose of his power. And it's in Matthew 13 and 10 through 17. Here it says, Then the disciples came to him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he replied to them, To you it has been given. To who? For where whoever to you it has been given to know the secrets and the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has spiritual knowledge, to him will be more given, and he will be furnished richly, so that he will have abundance. But for him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is the reason that I speak to them in parables, because if they have the power of seeing, they do not see. And having the power of hearing, they do not hear. Nor do they grasp and understand. In them indeed is the process of fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, you shall indeed hear and hear, but never grasp and understand. And you shall indeed look and look, but never see and perceive. For this nation's heart has grown gross, fat, and dull. Mm. We experience this now. And their ears heavy and difficult of hearing, and their eyes they have tightly closed. Least they see and perceive with their eyes, and hear and comprehend the senses with their ears, and grasp and understand with their hearts, and turn, and I should heal them. But blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied are your eyes, because they do see. We see, family. We experience more on the other side of the cross. And your ears, because they do hear. Truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous men, men who were upright and in right standing with God, yearn, yearn to see what you see and did not see it, 
and to hear what you hear and did not hear. Family, please hear these words for the Lord of the Lord. Not my words, but the scriptures and allow them to root in your heart so that we can continue to do kingdom work. Listen again to that last verse. Truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous men, men who were upright and in right standing with God, yearn to see what you see and did not see and to hear what you hear and did not hear. We are on the other side of this verse. Now my question to you is, what will you do with it? You have seen and you have heard, not based off of my life, not based off of Pastor Ray's life, but based off of John, what you've seen, heard, and experienced in Christ. What will you do? We are unfinished product. God is still working in you. But I want you to know here today that He has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. And all we have to do is make ourselves available to Him. The enemy job is to still kill and destroy, to distract us, to move us out of the world. And I'm here to tell you that in spite of whatever situation, circumstances you may be facing, God still has a plan and purpose for your life. I pray that this word has been a blessing to you. I pray Amen. that what was shared speaks to your heart, gives you excitement, gives you motivation, lets you know and realize you out there that God has a purpose and a plan that the kingdom is yours. He said that he came to bring the kingdom. It was on his shoulders. Not for him, but for you and I. And he wants us to walk in that authority. The body of Christ together. Worshiping him. Walking with him. Knowing that in spite of he has us, he's lifting us up and he's moving us forward. Nobody know your story like you know your story. You already know what he's seen you through. The enemy wants you to get stuck there, but God wants you to move past it. Amen. He already has a plan and a purpose. It's already set in stone for you. We just got to walk in it. I tell you, I'm here not because of me, but because I trusted him and gave myself to him. Amen. And I pray this for everyone here. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this world. I pray that everything was spoken was everything of you, Father God. Yes, God. I pray that nothing has fallen to the ground. I pray that everyone who had the ears to hear, the eyes to see, and receive and understand and perceive everything of you, everything you've spoken, everything that you'll continue to speak to them on God. And they begin to move in the purpose that you called them to. For the kingdom is waiting for them. There is so much more, and it starts in their own home. It starts with them personally. And I pray that they receive this Lord. 
And I pray that this is a new day of an unfinished problem. That they move purposefully in everything you call them to do. And we thank you, we give you honor, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Let the house say amen. 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 Those out there, we say we love you. As we say, ministry, course, but oh, God's right. word is free. There's so much that God is wanting to do here at Harvest, and we're looking to move forward in a whole lot of things, children, church, music, everything, because we have to take over what the enemy is trying to handle. We have to be in positions of authority and moving the kingdom word. So if God is placed on your heart, the source seed is coming up on the screen. Please source seed. We love you. We look forward to you sharing with us, being a part of what we're doing here at Harvest. Our family discussions on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. We'll be moving to 7 o'clock later on in the year. But right now, it's at 6 o'clock. Come be a part of it. We'll be having children um, services also at 4 o'clock on, on those days, on Wednesdays. And we want you to be a part of it. So, please, if God has called on your heart, please, on your heart, to be a part of what we're doing here at Harvest, we'd love to have you. Because we're about kingdom business. Amen. Amen. We love you. God bless. Family here at Harvest. It's seed sowing time. Amen. 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 Yeah. So whatever God has placed on your heart to sow into the ministry, because as I said, we're here doing kingdom work. It's not about us. It's not about Pastor Ray. It's, it's not about Harvest itself. It's about the kingdom. And our job is to do what God is calling us to do. But just like the world, it takes finances because we're in this world. When Caesar asked for his share, Jesus said, go get it, even if you've got to throw it out the fish's mouth. So <laughs> even if you don't have the seed to sow, but you got it in your heart, place it in the basket because God.